everyone. Welcome to our 26th episode of Think Compliance. Join us today as we are discussing white collar crime, Reddit, and the stock market today. For our new listeners, Think Compliance was created in order to assist compliance professionals in building their program. During every podcast, we will discuss a new compliance issue and provide insight on how to ensure your organization is following best practices. Now, it's important to note that the information provided in our podcast are the opinions of our presenters and should not be considered legal advice. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at ThinkComply. So let's get started. Ahmed, this is a hot topic. We're talking about stock market, white collar crime. I mean, what's going on today? Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time. And I'm sure for our, our regular listeners, they're probably wondering, why does this have anything to do with me? And it's actually kind of simple. Um, you know, we're looking at this historic week in the stock market where a group of individuals on a website called Reddit have kind of merged together and kind of identified a weakness in the armor of the man, right? A hedge fund and found a way to kind of increase the price of GameStop, which is a video game store to a level that no one could ever have imagined. Now, how this affects compliance is the man fought back in ways that we're actually not clear. But what we do know is there's been a lot of speculation about white collar crime and big hedge fund companies working with trading platforms and other outlets to kind of force and prevent the Reddit users from purchasing these stocks. And that's what we want to talk about, which is essentially the white collar crime portion. So break it down for me. Um, I mean, I read a little bit about, you know, a lawsuit being uh, filed against, is it Robinhood? Yeah. So if you're not familiar, Robinhood is a trading app and it's named after Robinhood, right? The fictional character that would steal from the rich and give to the poor. And that was their platform. They provided basically fee-free trading for small-time investors. When this all started, a lot of these Reddit users were utilizing the Robinhood platform. And what they were doing is they were buying basically shares of GameStop to increase the price to offset a position a big hedge fund had, which was they were shorting GameStop. Not to get too technical in finance, I'm not a finance guru myself, but basically, simply put, the hedge fund was betting against GameStop that their stock price would go low. And these Reddit users saw that and went the opposite way. And was this, was it Marvin Capital? I, I believe it was Melvin Capital, um, but there's been, yeah, there's been a couple of uh, hedge fund companies that have been involved in this. I know Citadel has had some whispers here and there. I think the interesting part is we're just not going to know for a while. I think there's going to be a lot. I hope there's going to be a lot of government inter intervention to kind of investigate what exactly went on on the hedge fund and the trading platform side. This week, Robinhood actually stopped allowing their users to buy GameStop and a few other stocks that were going very high. What gives them like the right to do that or what gives them the power to do that? How can they make that arbitrary decision? Great question. So like in any heavily regulated industry, right, finance is one of them, 
you have regulations from like the SEC. Now, typically there's guidance about how much money you have, liquidity, all sorts of things that kind of would lead a trading platform to this, you know, result, right? Have you identified fraud? There was an interview with the founder and CEO of Robinhood yesterday on CNN with Chris Como, and he mentions why they decided to stop trading. And his discussion was basically they're claiming they didn't have enough money to cover all of these trades that were coming in. Interesting enough, when the newscaster pushed back and asked if it was a if that was a direct regulation that they were told by the SEC, he said it was not. So I mentioned that for the fact that there's there's whispers going around that these trading platforms are being influenced to stop allowing small time buyers to buy because it's affecting the big hedge funds. And these trading platforms get the majority of their commissions from these big time players. I read an article and I saw some talk on the news outlets about the fact that the general consensus with these big time players is they're not worried about the jail time. They will take the slap on the hand penalty and whatever potential white collar criminal penalty comes along with it to offset the losses that they're taking. And that's the root of the conversation, which is the battle we have to fight every day in compliance, which is how do you get people to actually understand the importance of compliance and like respect the laws that we have to abide by? So the founder or the CEO of Robinhood was saying they didn't have enough cash to cover those bets that were coming in. What was the response from the SEC? There's nothing from the SEC that says that's what he needed to do. From, from what he said yesterday, they took a proactive approach to stop it. And so that's what's causing people suspicion, which is if it's not something that's coming from the regulators, you've just decided to be proactive and do this. And in your proactiveness, all you're doing is hurting the small time traders who are actually benefiting you know, from the stock going up. But at the same time, coincidentally, the big players that kind of pay the majority of your fees on your platform are being really hit by this. So it only benefit them if you stopped allowing buyers to buy these certain stocks on your platform. And it's it's just it's just crazy to kind of see this play out in real time as we are, right? You have the opportunity to watch the news, you're seeing you're seeing a lot of chatter on Twitter, you're seeing you're seeing a lot of talk on the market uh, on the market chat rooms, right? Reddit. It's interesting to see so many pieces of information coming in. Some may not be true, some may be dead on, right? But I think the point is we're now back to this concept of people in the white collar crime realm not being scared about the penalty that they're going to face because of the fact that they'd rather not lose their money as opposed to whatever slap on the wrist they're going to be hit with on the back end. It is nuts to just see this play out in real time. I mean, I think I think they have until the end of today to call those options is that what i read yeah um i i think you're right and i know i know the big push was to get gamestop up to like a thousand right which didn't happen i think it closed a little over 300. um so who knows who knows how much money these individuals lost i'm just fascinated and I'm, i'm going to be very curious to see once you know an investigation occurs if there was possible collusion manipulation with the market insider trading whatever um, that could have happened. And it just goes back to, right, like 
we live in this compliant world and we're constantly battling the resources and the respect of the regulations brought forward. And here we're seeing basically all hell break loose when it comes to regulations and kind of market integrity. And it just, it, you know, for us compliance professionals, like looking at this, it just, it makes no sense. What are going to be the next steps? Like, what should we be watching for as far as, you know, the investigation on this part? How can we like stay abreast of this situation? Well, I know this has now become some bipartisanship issue, right? So you're seeing politicians from both sides of the aisles come out and say they want an investigation. Now, typically, it could be something they have to testify in front of Congress. It depends on if the SEC gets involved. I don't know if the Department of Justice has uh, what jurisdiction they would take. I know they work with the SEC, but um, you know what components of potential fraud allegations would bring them in. But it's just such a crazy story that. It just doesn't make sense. You just don't know what to believe and what not to believe. And at the same time, you just don't know what's good or bad. And it'll be interesting to see once they start slowly unraveling this story and kind of understanding it better, what actually happened. And, you know, if there was market manipulation or fraud, you know, or conspiracy, like what what follow up we're going to have on this because I I can't imagine everything in this situation being on the up and up. And to be clear, that's not me accusing any entity, organization, or individual about any wrongdoing. I'm just basing on the fact that there has been a lot of chatter of wrongdoing, and I'm just repeating the sentiment that seems to be the trend in the media, on social media platforms, and chat rooms, and so forth. And Reddit, I was on that uh, Wall Street Bets uh, subreddit today, and I saw, you know, the membership went up from like, I don't know, I think it was like 1 million to like, I, I, I have I had the numbers wrong, but it went up substantially. Yeah, yeah, they had 2 million before all this. And I think last checked uh, two days ago, they were at a little under 3 million. Um, and then the, the chat room was taken down to prevent communication, and then it was brought back up not too long after. But and this is this is kind of the conversation, you know, that I'm kind of referring to, which is understanding that there's a lot of moving parts. Are people being ethical in what's going on right now? And I'm not talking about the big firms only. I'm talking about even the Reddit users. There's just a lot of potential impropriety going on. And I'll be very curious to see where all of this lands in the next couple months, years, as it unfolds. If it does turn out that this was market manipulation, is this, I mean, are we looking at a new form of market manipulation? So you mentioned in the very beginning, there has been a class action lawsuit brought against Robinhood. I I mean, I don't know. I haven't done any research on this. I don't know when that's happened, right? I'm sure it has. But to this level where you have a trading platform halting users ability to purchase stock but allowing them to sell the stock i I mean and which is directly affecting the stock price and hurting it in an adverse way for the people who are holding the stock on your platform i don't know if i can think of a scenario or even a situation where that's just so blatantly suspicious and once again i don't mean suspicious in the term of they're wrong suspicious in the term of it just doesn't make sense. I'm very confused. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the class that I'm sure that's not going to be the only class action suit brought forward. You're you're going to see a lot of suits and a lot of depositions coming in the next 
uh, you know, foreseeable future about a lot of stuff that's going on. As as someone who invested in AMC stock tweeted the other day, since AMC stock has gone up basically four times since this has all started, I can't wait for AMC to come back strong and open their theaters up again. And the first documentary they make is about the crazy situation that got them back in business. And that's the funny part of all this, is AMC was struggling. They were they they did a stock sell off on Monday for about three hundred million dollars of shares uh, at about three or four dollars a share. Wednesday their stock was worth nineteen dollars a share, right? So like just think about how quickly things change in a matter of forty eight hours. And it, it's just there's just so much going on that you could constantly read and pay attention to the market. I don't think anyone can actually understand and consume all of the tiny pieces that are leading up to everything that's going on so we'll keep our eyes peeled and see and you know if if there is wrongdoing hopefully it's addressed and whatever gaps are in place right now need to be uh you know fixed and strengthened at the end of the day it's it's kind of excuse my california parlance but it's kind of rad that i you know read it single-handedly saved this you know this company amc right yeah i mean so amc had realigned debts and they had a couple billion dollars still remaining and they're they're cashing out and letting other people cash out to pay off their debts so yeah i mean that is what's happening um you know and you can i mean i know this is a compliance podcast not to get too into the weeds but you can argue that yes amc was at three four dollars a share at the earlier earlier in January, but you know, if you look back historically, this is a twenty, thirty dollar stock pre COVID. So yeah, one could argue that this this is a temporary issue with AMC and that their stock is actually not as weak as it looks looked on Monday. You know, and Amazon was talking about buying them a handful of months back. So who knows? But I think the point really of emphasis is well, if users on platforms were prevented from buying AMC stock when it was going up and as a direct result, you know, leading it to go down in price, we're talking about serious market manipulation there. It'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds. Well, it'll be very interesting to watch this unfold, like you said, and uh, it was really interesting to hear your perspective today. And we want to thank everyone. I, you know, we know, we know we usually talk about specific topics, but this was just too good to pass up and to kind of just discuss and think out loud about just the craziness we're witnessing. You know, it's always good to kind of stop and reflect and say, wow, this is not a compliant situation and kind of look at the weaknesses and gaps. So if for all of our listeners out there, if you want to join us on a more compliance related note next time, um, hit us up on Twitter at thinkcomply. You can email us at info at compliatric.com. Um, this was fun today, Ahmed. I look forward to our next podcast. Yeah, Dagmar, thanks. Okay, speak soon. Bye.